0: Hey everybody! This is Two Thumbs Undecided. We are un, oh, we are untethered. We are unbound. I was about to say unspooled, but uh, that is yeah. That would be a
1: ripoff of another movie podcast. Which I, know I know was you guys on? Are... What? I was on Unspooled. Yeah, that is true. We didn't talk about episode. this last time.
0: Well, yeah, because we've been gone. So, hi, everybody. I'm Zachary Ferguson.
1: I'm Sam, and we have a guest. We won't say his name yet. We're keeping him in our green room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... He's loading up on M&M's right now. Mm-hmm. All the green
0: ones. Mm-hmm. He's one he was of those. a very particular guest. Yeah, he's one of those guests. Yeah. Um, good thing is, is he's colorblind, so we just told them they were green. But they're really just peanut M&M's.
2: Hey guys, it's all look the same.
0: Oh, yeah, no, 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 trust me, they're just, they're all green, they're, they, yeah, of course they're all the same, they're all green.
1: All right, we we, pro- we should probably should probably soundproof that room next time. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so, two thumbs undecided, Um, if you haven't listened just before, um, welcome. This is our 100th and...
0: 50th, maybe. No,
1: not 50, um... We've done a lot. We've done a lot. We've done a bit. We've been doing but this since twenty 100, 100 and
0: something doesn't sound that many to me. I don't know why.
1: I mean... You know, I, I think it's
0: because... You know why? It's, How many...
1: I feel like 100 is a lot. I've just... We, I've I mean, seen, we passed 100 during um, the height of COVID in, like, May or something. It was a beautiful moment. You know, this show... I think show, like this is maybe the 120.
0: This show is what kept me uh, uh, regular. Sane? Oh. Regular. Like, it was like a bench point in mm-hmm. time. It was like, oh, okay, I got... This, you know, yeah. everything else is scrambled. Work was constant. At least I was like, oh, I did this at the end of the uh, week. But yeah. uh, we're back. We're better than ever. Um, I'm still unemployed. But uh, what are you going to do about it, huh? Yeah, Give you guys me a gonna job. Hire what are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> Give me a job. Give me a pension. I'll just die before I reach my pension. That's what everybody does anyways, right? Right before I die, I go, oh, I was two weeks before pension thank you
1: every single time
0: i actually Whoa, don't even know where did i just is. go what sorry i just when i did that i went out of body that was crazy um but let's tally no for uh fourth um and just get straight to the point david doge translates what in. our topic today well is we're just going right into
1: to the topic
0: yeah, we're, this is a f- uh, free-form—we're uh, we're unbound by the radio. Well, if world.
1: we're just going to—if we'll, we're going to jump right into the topic, we should at least introduce our our, our— our our our
0: That's not what they do. You don't go like, hi, I'm Carl Sagan, and our guest today— Why are we basing this off of Carl Sagan? Well, I'm just I'm just saying the—I pro- think you should go—our topic today is uh, dingles, and our guest to talk on that is the president of Dingle Co. You could go— Today, we have our guest, the president of Dingle Co. And guess what? Our topic is Dingles. Now, today's topic is DVDs. DVDs. And our uh, guest today is Connor Copeland, right? Isn't is that he? how you pronounce your name?
2: That is how you pronounce my name. Connor Jake Wade Copeland is my full name. Jake, Wait? Jake Wade. Jake Wade. Shake Wade? Jake Wade. It's If you say it quickly, it sounds French. Jake Wade. How do you spell Jake Wade? Wait, Wade. is it two names? It's, it's Jake two Wade? names. I have two middle names.
0: Oh, is there the little hyphen? In the-
2: nope. It's just two independent names floating next to each other. Nice. Kind of like, who is Jake and who is Wade? I don't know, I've considered changing my name to Jake Wade at times but I'm not enough of a cowboy to do that Jake mm. Wade
0: is a very American yeah Jake
1: Wade
2: I feel like I would have to like curb stomp somebody if
1: yeah or where I um, I've committed an act of violence Jake yeah, I yeah you definitely deep. have to commit an act of violence yeah with that name but um, we, don't Cope- con- we don't condone violence on the show by the way uh they if, don't. if there's anyone <laughs> what nato (laughs) yeah no you no
2: you guys don't NATO, Uh, i agree though can't really speak for me yeah um that's true
0: jake wade is he's a violent man i've seen him also
1: for those of you who are unfamiliar with this show we talk about film and media and stuff we're not talking about middle names although that actually might be an interesting uh, idea for a show oh is
2: that what the show is you guys talk about movies and stuff
0: see this is why we talk about the com- the the subject before we get into it we're
1: talking about DVDs DVDs which yes. is
0: primarily used for movies uh, before so-
1: though we get into that there was something I that was kind of in the news in the ether um and something that I, I want to bring up and that was the VMAs the VMAs wow. happened I can I didn't even re- think about the
0: VMAs what are the VMAs no. again that's video music awards, awards?
1: yes Um, and I'm going to look up the winners right now, um, (laughs) but, uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about with the VMAs is I had a really interesting conversation with a friend of mine, I'm not going to say his name, but he's a big wig colorist who's colored a lot of videos, um, and I guess I shouldn't really say what videos he colored, um, why can't you, well then that would reveal who he is, well the story is... And now my fucking computer. Whoa! Sorry, sorry. See, sorry. this
0: is very on par with two thumbs undecided. We yeah. Don't
1: really. All right, here we go. So, anyways, he, he was talking to me about the state of. First off, people may not know this, but I'm I am a a a color. I do color. I, I work in the color world of post. And um, he was telling me about how colorists do not have a nomination. They don't have any kind of uh, awards mm. at the VMAs the colors the colorist
0: oh no i'm just saying like what would you call an award ceremony for the colorers like best in the colorist? greatest in the greatest color person color what? person i'm just i'm trying to think the the best colorist yeah and the, what would you what, call what the award the, what is the confusion that well, sounds like that not, would work yeah not, that, that would work a, it's not a it's on a uh, a confusion it just doesn't sound right the best <laughs> And the colorie
2: goes to the best colorist. It
0: just you know This I'm, is just like
2: when the Oscars tried to get rid of cinematography and editing. Yeah. And everyone was like, you got to appreciate craft.
1: But, Even, in, but something else that he brought up was how uh, artists more so nowadays in music videos are getting much more of the credit for um, their music videos... And it's taking away some of the credit for the actual directors and the actual editors. Uh, for instance, um, Billie Eilish. Eilish. Eilish? Eilish. Eilish. She got a nomination for Best Director for her music video, Zanny.
0: Was it any good? I, st- I started watching a little bit. Of it it and- was fine,
1: but there were other directors hired. There were directors on it. She wasn't like the main director for it. It's
0: her first time at directing, so you know. I,
1: I'm kind of interested okay. I'm kind of interested yeah. in, in in how much like when when musicians and maybe this is this is less maybe of a complaint and more of just like an interest in general. When musicians are directing their music videos, how much of it are they actually directing? Or how much of it is it kind of like, I want this, and then they actually have other directors come in and do the direct like the hard directing work because like there are some like for instance michelle's honor she actually is like a director of her music videos and she's been doing like a lot of and she went to you said she 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 went went to to school school. she went to film school yeah so there are definitely cases in which like artists like musicians direct their music videos but like Billie eilish eilish i doubt she like actually directed it she probably was like i want to do this and that and other directors kind of did the storyboarding and like yeah. did the actual. Do you
2: think Billy Eilish is like okay? I need these lenses and I need a, I want a yeah. red camera right forty five.
0: Like... You know it's funny though to that degree. A lot of some <laughs> there are some directors out there who are not uh, savvy in the way of technical. Maybe over time, but I remember specifically uh, like it's uh, as an example. People like Kevin Smith yeah. are not the kind of people who will be like we need a forty eight on this wide red camp, you know, like the whole uh, gambit. And that's Mm -hmm. why apparently Bruce Willis hated him on cop out that horrible movie anyways. Uh, But uh, maybe that's like Billie Eilish, you know, they have this kind of aura or just this artis where they, you know, they just let other people figure that out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But one thing that Billie Eilish doesn't need to worry about is her DVD sales. It's true. Yet.
1: That's true. Um, Um, So
0: that was our, I mean, that's our uh, good, that was a great lead-in to the topic.
2: Hey, man, that was pretty good.
0: Thank you. Uh, And you know what, guys? Uh, Do you, let's just, uh, let's just blow it out. Uh, Do you guys like DVDs? Do you like to collect DVDs? Do you?
2: Yeah. So every for the past like five Christmases, I'd say, if my dad decides me to get a Christmas present, I'm like, get me these books and these Blu-rays. I like collecting. That's the not movies, DVDs. Movies, That's movies DVD- wait. Oh, is it the same thing though? Oh, so we're not counting it.
0: Wait a minute. I, Are we not count? I think when I I think when we talk DVDs, we talk about physical copies of a movie.
1: All right. So Blu-rays, DVDs. We're yeah, talking. Yeah. I about think the we lumped thing. them together. Okay.
0: Compatible okay. discs. How about that? I mean.
1: Well, we'll say the um, because
0: um. I think Blu-rays and DVDs kind of fall into the same, you know, sales for movies. You know, people go, oh, it's all about that, you know, Blu-ray DVD. Um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm exact the uh, same way. Where uh, for Christmas or or the occasional birthday, I love to get a physical copy of it. Um, there's something about getting see seeing the round thing under a Christmas tree or, um, be given to me kind of that titillates me and goes, Ooh, that's a DVD. What DVD? It could be anything. Um, that's why I asked Sam and parents always just get me a criterion collection.
1: But we're kind of in the minority. I mean, part of the, so part of the thing that why we brought this, why we wanted to focus on this topic is there is a, um, um, hot ones episode where Matt Damon was on, and um, great up, it was a good episode. There was also one with uh, Elijah Wood that just came out as well, and he's a charming, pro- I, I love him. Anyways. His laugh's a little weird. He's just a weird dude. He also brought up this movie called Greasy Strangler. <laughs> yeah. did you? And I looked up the trailer for it, because he was saying, like, it is very weird, and people who talk about that movie I get very excited about, because you have to be on the same wa- wavelength. And I had never heard of this movie before, and it is so strange. Wow. Just the trailer, I kind of want to get like really, uh, dare I say, you know, a little, uh, uh, a little out of your body, out of my body. Yeah. Um. And um, legal in New York, by the way. Well, I was more so drinking. Oh, okay. Um. I don't know if I would really that high. Point? Um. I would want to <laughs> watch that movie slightly inebriated. Um. Because um, I don't think I could watch it any other way. But anyways, so the Matt Damon episode, um, he brought up something about um, the the state of why movies cannot be made today as they were in the '90s. What are you looking at, Zach?
0: Sorry, I'm just looking at the director who did the Greasy ones, the Greasy Strangler, the Greasy st- Strangler, and he <laughs> recently in 2018 did this movie called An Evening with uh, Beverly Lufflin, Lufflin. And it's got um, Jermaine Clements and Matt Barry, which is a funny combination because uh, Jermaine Clement uh, was in the original uh, What We Do in the Shadows, while Matt Barry is kind of his replacement in the TV show. Hmm. So I don't know if they're all just friends is basically what I'm
1: saying. But anyways, back to the Matt Damon story. So... Um, he said that the reason why the '90s, like movies from the '90s, like these very like heartfelt movies, cannot really be made today, is because, um, DVD sales. Because there was like there was the the string of money, the profit you made off of um the when it was released released in theaters, and then there was almost like the same amount of money was coming in um when you released the DVDs, and it was like this second, um, round of of profit and um it I, we never we haven't done an episode on dvds before and that's been a it's i mean it's a fairly big part of our life growing up mm-hmm. um and yeah i mean it is kind of kind of gonzo i mean like now when i think of DVDs specifically not blu-rays i think of things that you find in like a crate like the one dollar dvds right you at know. walmart or something um, Like, Blu-rays, I mean, I guess really the only difference is, like, Criterion has kind of made it more so of, like, a commodity, like, a little bit more expensive um, and like, having their restored versions and stuff, but um, it's not, I mean, you can't, no one's going to be, like, for instance, um, I don't know, Suicide Squad, the new Suicide Squad that came out, they're not going to be doing a huge DVD release of that on Criterion and they're probably not going to make their money back. Um, I was seeing uh, the figures. They're going to make their money back or not. They're not going to make like, it's not going to be the same amount of money as like they're making the, like the theaters or through streaming. Like they're not going to like, it's not a prime way of making the money anymore as DVDs, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, it's, it's funny. I, um, someone gave me a DVD that wasn't Criterion. I would feel like it was, it looks, I don't know. A lot of DVDs look kind of junky to me because there's not much to it. They're not very um, durable. They look very put together. Um, So that's why I I do not see any DVDs or buy any DVDs unless it's a super, super rare thing, like a a Greasly Stranger um, or its Criterion Collection. Sometimes you can't get a movie on Amazon. Like I, I it's was true. looking up, uh, or like on or any nef- on any streaming. Like I was trying to look up a movie of Ralph Bashke, who's a, a you know a nineteen seventies adult cartoon guy, um, and some of his stuff, like Coonskin, uh, could you can't find.
2: Oh, um, can you elaborate a little bit on? oh yes skin might be weirdly enough actually there's
0: a mural of that movie um uh just down the road from us might
1: bleep that out that's (laughs) the name of the movie i know sure but if it was the n-word skin
2: yeah what's the context of this movie is it um
1: Um, it's actually uh
0: it's it's about um the inner uh, like uh uh, pimps and and prostitutes in Mm. harlem okay Mm. not a good sign (laughs) yeah no uh, but actually, weirdly enough, it was uh, 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 slightly hailed by the African-American community in New York at the time. When did this come out? 1970s.
1: Right.
0: It was one of those kind of very underground, racy... Was it, was it a black director? No, I mean, it was, it was it was like this white Italian guy from the 1970s who used to work on the spider I've mm. talked about Ralph bashke before. Yeah, I think you have. Actually, there's a book over there uh, of his art collection. But well. what I'm saying is these very... Indie, very, very, like, risque movies that have a very weird cult following, uh, sometimes you can't find.
1: I remember growing up... And DVDs um, is the only way to get it. Growing up, um, being, like... I still remember... I mean, this is not DVDs, but I still remember when, like, DVDs came... Like, started becoming much more popular. Um, And it... For me, it really didn't start becoming popular until, like, the early... Like, the the mid two thousands or something. Cause I remember like most of it was VHS. And then there was a switch in which it was like both. There was, it came out, I think on VHS first, and then it came out on DVD. And there was almost like three rounds of um, sales from, from like a movie after it left the theaters. Um, And now I guess it's kind of like, it comes out on movies. Some people go to the movies and then they but like most people are going to be watching on streaming and then it kind of just like i mean no one's really like i I don't know how many people how what is the longevity of a movie after it comes out on streaming yeah like people i feel like most people who are going to watch a movie that isn't a new movie that just came out they're just going to watch like an old movie from like this, like something from the seventies or maybe a rom-com from like the mid two thousands or something that's more nostalgic. Mm. I don't think they're going to be like the movies that are coming out on, on streaming now. Um, the, the, the rewatching of it isn't going to be for another 10 years or so. Whereas like back in the day when like it would come out on DVD again, it was like almost an immediate resurgence of that thing. Right. You know? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, if I understand Matt Damon's point about the whole thing correctly, it's that you can take less risk with a film because there's no chance to get a, a financial resurgence after its initial theatrical release. So if you're only going to get one shot at making your money, which is the case if you're only putting in streaming and you're not really dedicating it to DVDs, then you can't like, just producers aren't willing to risk all that money on one opportunity. Whereas if you had, like, sometimes a, a movie might become, like, a cult classic and, like, make additional money by people, like, seeking it on buying DVDs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this day and age, you know, if someone isn't uh, shooting somebody in the face or, like, flying through a window, then it's, like, you're going to make a movie? Yeah. Well, I guess you can't make a, a, a very high-budgety movie
0: like that. Like, there are those indie directors who, I guess, can, like... This guy who did the Greasy Strangler,
1: hmm.
0: who can make these like things and premiere it on on theaters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I like. I'm wondering what Matt like Matt Damon. He 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 kept saying movies that made his bread and butter back in the day. Is he specifically talking about like Goodwill Hunting? Mm-hmm. Because well, really, I mean,
1: DVDs. I mean, that I don't know if that was really DVD sales back then. But
0: that's the thing. Maybe
1: I mean that. Maybe that's truly where everybody got
0: their their money from was the DVD sales and merchandising.
1: Yeah, I mean the like the ancillary ancillary stuff is still gonna you'll still be making some money off of that. But it's just like everything is now so streamlined on streaming. Like even everything is kind of on streaming now like there is no it's kind of it starts and then it kind of fades after i'd say like a few months um there isn't there aren't as many waves so like yeah like what you were saying i guess it's kind of like you just have to make everything all at once
2: it's uh, i mean and this is true for music too i guess music is having a really bad problem with streaming and things but um like you know scarlett johansson for example suing disney uh, for, she's gone For not getting her, yeah. You said she's gone. Disney has dropped all her contracts.
1: She was How many more contracts was it?
0: Well, the thing is, is like, if you're done with uh, being Black Widow, you can always be, you know some other... They
2: Disney were
1: gonna thing. bring her back She as wasn't like, gonna come back as
0: a
2: different... She, Scarlett Johansson... No, Scarlett Johansson is done with Disney. Disney's not done with Scarlett Johansson ah. ScarJo said, I'm fucking Scarlett Johansson. I've got... I'm one of the richest actors in the entire universe yeah. I'm married to Colin Jost. He's a great guy. He's got a great smile and a tight tush
1: I don't yeah. need you anymore. Wait, who is she? I, I, SNL dude. Do you think that was part of her... SNL <laughs> I think. I think He's Scar- part of... Uh, he's the, the, the weekly update person. Oh, that he's guy the, He's the white guy <laughs> he's the white guy yeah the white guy he has a Seth book that Myers. comes out that that says very punchable face <laughs> yeah we saw it we went to a bookstore today and we saw that wow
2: i think scar joe and call 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 jost were having some pillow talk about this decision
0: did you just combine their names together
2: no but you easily, you easily could yeah and i'm not gonna try that here today live on air mm. but in the future we should think about it
1: hmm
0: Scarlett Johansson. Scar- but she's right,
2: though, because an, an actor can't get, you know, residuals or, like, royalties off of uh, a streaming in the same way that a theatrical, theatrical release can.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's weird because, like, when it was coming, like, DVDs, I mean, it's, looking back on it, like, you're always nostalgic for things in the past, but when it's actually happening, I wasn't I wasn't being like, these, these are the great. And also, DVDs are not, like, it is in a way better that what we have set up now is the quality is better. Um like DVDs, I'm talking just DVDs, not Blu-rays, but DVDs are fairly low quality. Like you watch you watch a DVD, it's 720p, which is like the lowest quality HD and it's only like 4 gigabytes of data, which is like yeah. nothing.
0: Actually funny story on that is um so I have all these Criterion collections, right? And my roommates wanted to watch Easy Rider. And I'm like, Ooh, I have a DVD for that. I can put that in. And they were like yelling at me and like, no, don't put in a DVD. It's like super low quality compared to streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, yeah, yeah I, mean, I didn't can see a difference. But um, some I... people are like vehemently saying like, no.
1: I was recently trying to burn um, The Fall onto a dvd and i was ripping it off of a um I mean, other a dvd crime, yeah. it's a felony um, yeah you what just
0: admitted to a crime
1: <sighs> come and get me you're a criminal fbi yeah honestly sorry. if you if you want to get me fbi now you have a reason um but the main thing is, is i'm not selling it i think that's the main if i try to resell it that's a crime right sure mm. okay anyways um so I, I ripped it and i was trying to burn it back onto another dvd Um, and I was like, this is extremely low quality. This, this, like, did, did I do something wrong with the ripping? And then I watched the original DVD and yeah, it was, it's, it's kind of crazy how like watching, like, I mean this, like watching some of the VHS as well. Um, like how did we survive watching shitty you know, we didn't know any better.
0: But I gotta tell you, also there is a certain uh, weird feeling of quality with the VHSs. You know, growing up, there's like it looks like. You know, some people like that film look. There was a there was a VHS look. Like we had the Star Wars. We just got Star Wars on VHS, and j- it just like brought me back to nostalgia. You know, watching that tiny on that tiny TV, um, and having all that static on there but
2: it looks more correct being old. Yeah. Uh, it's Especially with the special effects, like special effects are older. So if you try to put like a new print on star Wars with those old special effects, it's even more grotesque. It's more garish because it's, it's, it's more evident to make mistakes in a movie now,
0: uh, with all this high fluid HD, like, yeah, with the, with the H, um, there, I can't give an example off the bat, but yeah, like the little space worm in, Empire Strikes Back—that's like a puppet. I don't know. It just looked better on crappy v- VHS than watching it on actual like super high def TV, um, DVD or streaming. It's like, oh, that's just a puppet.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna give a little um, uh, some facts and figures real quick about DVDs, and let's let's see what um, how this hits you in in your mind's eye. Blow it out. Um. Yeah. Blow it. And this is from um, a really indie publication called CNBC. Um, so this is, so after, so in 2005, that hit the high point DVD sales of 16.3 billion dollars, but then dropped 3% in 2006, but then rose again in 2007. But this is saying that the the cause of the fall of DVDs was the recession oh. in 20, Man. 2008, and it fell 26%, uh, because originally DVD sales were about uh we're apparently pretty substantial it was like 60 yeah yeah it was 64% of um the profits of the home of the home video market um was for dvd sales um and then and then after like around these days today it's about 10% of the home video market um so it's kind of i mean it's it's not really a thing anymore um and then blu-ray as well is also kind of, like, gone, basically, as well.
0: What do you think has replaced the DVD sales in, say, a producer's um, thought of getting their money back? So, I
1: mean, it's like, how do they have that second round of... Stuff back even before DVDs? DVDs? Yes. What? What's before the... DVDs,
0: what do you think was... VHS. Well, even before VHS. You know, Laser people Disc. were making movies for 100 50 years now but like like there is a way to make money right right what is Wrong. the new way to make your money back none of us are actual producers like I don't know I, I, like have you guys made money back on a movie I mean outs- but okay so outside I've of lost, streaming I'm like if, if, I have to say if I was ranked as a producer I would be a bad producer because I've lost a lot of money <laughs> making movies I've never made my return on anything Nice. thank you you're a real artist. Well, the yes, I'm a real struggling artist, and the great thing is, is there's only one way uh, to go up or even more down.
2: Oh. Um, so that's two ways. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but like once you're down, like I guess I could like lose all my money, but. I, my track record for the time being has been losing
2: money. It's sort of like you you fell into a pit of mud and you've rolled around the pit of mud. I can it's like it. the only thing worse that could happen is you keep rolling in the mud. I mean that's bad, right?
0: I mean, right. Eventually, I could just suffocate in mud, aka being bankrupt. Right.
1: Uh, but I think the main question is: Is there a way? Because if if what if what Matt Damon was saying is correct, is that the the decline of these these kind of movies is because it can't there's not like a second wave of um, getting money from a film is there a way of having a second wave of of, of having of, of these new movies instead of just waiting for it to come back into nostalgia and like like ten years from ten years later being like oh I remember this and then watching it on streaming like is there a way of having like, after a year or so, bringing it back into the public uh, sphere, its public consciousness. Um, and theaters
0: now are almost kind of on the outs because of the pandemic. Well, it
1: really has to. It has to really just be through um, something to do with stream. But like streaming, there's just so much content coming out now.
2: I think the contracts that streamers have with uh, studios maybe needs to be adjusted, or just how like. Uh, we are having a conversation with someone today about how you know Netflix doesn't report a lot of their numbers mm-hmm. to the studios that they're working with. Like they have so much power because it's all unregulated, and I just feel like the relationship, both for, in terms of like Spotify or Netflix or whatever, the way that these studios make money and then don't really pay the artists responsible for them, mm-hmm. I think that needs to change, and that's the only like way I can see mm-hmm. us making more money
1: i feel like um music kind of is is really encountering this more of of, has much more of a backlash now from artists about paying and i think there's there's much more like music i feel like goes through these changes first and then film like does it like a few years after the fact like spotify in like streaming music was happening before there was like streaming video and like now there's like a war of all the streaming platforms within the past two or three years whereas like spotify and apple music has been going on for the past 10 years or something um but that being said spotify is they still haven't fixed their 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 issue of how they're paying paying artists um Mm
0: I just had an idea,
1: guys. What's your idea? Oh, we're going to fix the industry, right? Uh, okay, this no. is just... i just That's keep, the point of this episode, is I, I, I'm trying to figure out a way to, to figure this out.
0: Exactly. I'm just just—I'm wrapping my mind around, uh, like, what can movie producers give to the public as a second round or as a way initiative for more money, right? Wrong. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Here we go. This is what it is. Um, say... Let's see, a movie. I don't think blockbusters could do this yet because blockbusters make so much money. But I'm thinking for these indie movies, right? So say we all make an indie movie on the uh, scale of Goodwill Hunting. We make our money back, but now we want to make a profit. And that usually would come from the DVD sales. But instead of DVDs, we give them, say two months later, um, a... A a downloadable categorized uh, like uh, they could edit the movie themselves. They can re-edit the movie. All right, yeah.
1: I don't know about this. It, Wait, it's who's not we? The,
0: it's not the full movie, but we give it. Say you pay me ten dollars or twenty dollars. Sounds
1: like work. Well, I mean, it's who's res- who's re-editing this?
0: Uh, anybody who can edit it. You're right, this isn't This is a bad
1: idea. It's a bad idea. I'm sure artists don't want to have their stuff re-edited by random people.
0: But if you pay them twenty dollars,
2: you're basically paying for the movie, but you're paying to work. Well, you're I mean, paying to re-edit a movie you already like, so like the- <laughs> theoretically, no, you terrible. already. I'm every- sorry, Zach. This is, might be the worst idea I've ever heard. No, 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 no. There's okay. no <laughs> level. There's no level of this idea that works or makes sense.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm actually gonna <laughs> stick by this. Say you're ge- you're watching a Goodwill Hunting, right? And you're like, the I don't last like thing that, I've not, been thinking is I like I'm gonna line. re-edit this.
1: It's like,
0: and, and, and here's the thing: it's already set up in like the premiere or whatever, oh, and it, it's you can take out a line and maybe put in your own line. So
2: first of all, you have to have Premiere or yeah, like or avid. avid to do this. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you you cut out a lot of people. This is the bi- this is the beginning of an idea, um, that um, just so here's snowball. here's my
1: solution to this possibly. Okay.
0: Thank you. Yes.
1: So my solution, yeah, to get you out of this this no bolt. no not get out. Um, so my forth. solution is that after about a few months after it was released, and th- th- this is really just for movies that are don't already have like, because like people are going to be rewatching like the blockbusters, but like they don't they don't have any. Those movies are making the most amount of money that any movie has ever made. Like I mean, like the Marvel movies are making more money back than any films ever so i'm not worried about them i'm thinking more about more so like these these middle budget films yeah you know i mean i guess even in these but like like realistically the middle budget films is there needs to be some sort like it really comes down to like the advertising on these streaming platforms i mean when you open it up like when you open up netflix you see there's one movie that's like that just came out this is what's being advertised instead of having like just though like just the movies that are just come out there should be more options for like ads for for things that like have come out like a year ago there needs to be more cuz people are so lazy now they're just going to see what's right in front of them there needs to be more of an emphasis on like these mid-budget movies uh that came out like a year or so ago and maybe weren't as appreciated back then and like but needs to be like kind of shown again because people are just going to people aren't going to be scrolling all the way down to like indie films that came out you know a few years ago that we missed like there needs to be more of a focus on on those and i think it really comes down to like the advertising department and like what you see first i don't know exactly how that's like that's going to be done because I'm, I'm sure they still want to advertise things that just came out and they still probably want to advertise, you know, the big budget stuff. And I don't know how much screen space they have to, to, to be successful with this. But maybe if they break it off into like three sections of like the blockbuster, something that like art, like the staff pick kind of thing. And then, I don't know, like a new kind of indie film that just came out as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, this convers the problem is essentially or one of the problems is basically studios, producers and stuff don't trust the American public to have taste in anything other than like a big box office movie. Mm. Uh, Now, is that like, is that, is that whose fault is that? Is that like the American public's fault for not, not like wanting these stories enough? Like, is it true? Like, will people not care about mid-level movies or, or is it producers just like not caring to make uh, a substantial film and just want to make money off of an IP?
1: Uh huh. I, I mean, I, I it's, yeah. it's definitely more so. I th- the thing is, is like people do care about the mid-budget. But you're never gonna stuff. find like people like people are nostalgic for those movies.
0: You're not gonna find a sixty-year-old <laughs> person wanting to watch an indie movie. Like someone, yeah, someone's know. not gonna want to watch. I mean you yeah, you will have one or two. but for the most part, an older generation want to watch their old time movies
2: mm-hmm.
0: or they want to watch some big budget Disney movie. Mm. Um, sometimes you, or they want to go in to watch uh, like go into a theater so they can just. You know, I get mean
1: out the, of the, house. the only way to fix this problem is through how to make it profitable. and there has to be a way of making it profitable. It just, it has to be, there might be some money lost at first, but, I mean, everything is kind of like, get a big buck quick, like, get a shit ton of money now as quick as possible.
0: Well, unfortunately, so you have these gimmicks, too, of, like, DVDs. You can only get the behind the scenes and the uh, deleted scenes Mm -hmm. in the DVD. Um, But but no one, I mean, I I, I don't think that's as much of a, what? They're now offering that on YouTube. Yeah. So I don't really like after say a year they get you see the behind the scenes, so maybe
1: there needs to be more. Maybe here's an idea. This is me, my Gen Z side coming out. Maybe there needs to be more Instagram and TikTok ads of movies that came out a year ago. Maybe they need like these like Amazon and and uh, Netflix and stuff should well, be doing more so ads on these. I'm
0: specifically thinking what is uh, so. Say an indie movie comes out. Uh, there's this new movie called Mandible. I don't know if you've heard... Have you ever heard of Rubber?
1: Yeah, I've heard of Rubber, yeah.
0: Okay, this guy is... I'm kind of inspired by him. He, you know, he's, a, he's an indie director who has kind of a cult following. And he has a new movie called Mandible about two thugs uh, stealing a car and they find in the back of the car a giant fly, like a giant f- fly. Mm-hmm. And instead of... Killing it or something, they decide to train it to steal for them. Mm. It's very out there. It's French. Uh, but somehow it's made uh, a name of itself here in America. Um,
1: See, I would say that stuff is much more interesting to make ads for than the run of the mill. Like, I'm seeing so many ads for this new movie, The Guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Free with, Guy. Free Guy, whatever. With See, now what's we're the name advertising again? it. Free Guy. It's Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I'm seeing so many ads for that. It looks not interesting. Like, it doesn't look interesting. The only thing that's really interesting is about him. Ryan Reynolds. And I'm just saying, it is, I feel like if you're just scrolling, like, if everything, like, you have a short attention span, you're just scrolling through TikTok or whatever, and you see, like, these weird, like, what you just described, like, that That would be much more interesting to, to dive into And also, we were talking about the Greasy Strangler, That is also a very interesting, like, that is a, like, that is a very interesting, like, you can make that into a 20-second thing that is much more compelling than any of the commercials I've seen. So it also, maybe some of the pressure relies on the people making the ads, because, I mean, this is a whole, another thing is, like, advertisements, ads right now are just so cliche, Um, and I think I mean, I, I am sold a lot on like what I see on TikTok and what I see on Instagram and what I see on all this stuff. So, do you have a TikTok? Do I have one? We should make one for the... We try okay. to make one for the show. Uh, yeah. But um, I had
0: another funny idea. Not funny idea, but a, a, an idea, right? Not to try to replace oh, DVDs, man. but to get... And this seems almost too simple, but you, uh, you build a whole entire movie's ad campaign, right? Around a huge actor... But when you actually go to see the movie, it's like Ryan Reynolds, and he goes, "Hello," and then that's the whole movie with, with him in it. And then the rest is just
1: what are you talking about?
0: I'm saying how to get butts in the seat or to buy your stuff is you get a big time actor to be in literally a frame of a movie.
2: Okay. And
1: oh, then you, I see what you mean. And then you.
2: you <laughs> this is class This is what happened with Channing Tatum in like the next, the I think the second Step Up movie like Channing Tatum was in the commercial for that movie.
1: He was in all like he was in the whole thing. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He absolutely was not.
2: Yeah, Channing, now, Tatum, Channing Tatum is not in all the Step Up movies. I know that for sure. Oh, wait, wait.
1: I'm thinking of another. Yeah. But now, he was
2: in like the first scene I think at the second one and then he's gone. Yeah. And everyone's like, "Oh, I guess that's, no, I that's the, how No, I think the, the pressure Brian relies Cranston. more
1: so on Godzilla. ads. Like I think <laughs> movies movie studios really need to be focusing on doing TikTok, Instagram ads for these mid-level movies.
2: but these mid-level movies, there's no you can't advertise for them because they're not getting made. They're not even being made in the first place.
1: But if they start doing these ads for what the the bare minimum of what is being made now, they start doing interesting ads, like ads that are not just what you like typical kind of just like, look at this cute guy, cute face like a phrase here, someone getting punched in the face. If it's done like much more like well edited, um it it could lead to more of these being made there are some being made now yeah but there's just enough that like maybe like doing these types of ads on on you know tiktok instagram could lead to more being made and also doing them about movies that came out like a year or so ago a year or two ago like doing an ad about and like things that maybe like kind of went under the radar. I just feel like there's so many movies that have come out that I just people just don't even know about. Um, yeah. I, I agree that there needs to be, you know, the industry needs to make more. Uh, and those are done. That. I mean, you can you can have editors. Uh, hell, We have like a friend like uh, our friend Reese um, Witherspoon. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon is a TikTok no, editor. with a knife. Oh, dear friend. Our dear friend, Reese Witherspoon. No, we have a friend, Reese, who I think he goes guy with a moving camera. Anyways, he um, they could hire like him to edit something like edit something for and they I mean, they'll pay him a decent amount, probably enough that he would be like, this is amazing, but like not a, a shit ton of money of, of like uh, of what they spend on advertising for like normal movies, which is like, a, I don't know, they spend millions and millions of dollars on like promotion they could pay him like $10,000 to edit like a quick little thing and then it'll or
0: let me edit it
1: or let you edit it or let me edit it or i mean i mean or me i mean or you but i'm just saying like i think that is the solution is like finding movies that came out 2-3 years ago finding someone who can edit for these kind of like social network things and editing like a quick kind of Ad for it that doesn't exactly blend in with like the typical ads you see for trailers for movies, but more so is geared towards like these younger, the younger generation, yeah. And that in but doing it for movies that came out a while ago, and that could be the thing that replaced what DVDs were. Wow,
0: re editing a movie, not re editing a
2: movie, <laughs> yeah. No, we're not, we should not revisit that idea. That idea is going to bring shame on your everybody. Name and family. Tell me if this is a good idea or okay. Yeah. All right, here's, here's the thing yes okay here's what i want to say okay i think this is at the root of it all the sorry i'm positioning okay yeah thank you uh the movie industry has more money in it than it ever did in its history right even adjusted for inflation these marvel movies are just bringing them in like hotcakes Mm, right the more money gets involved in a creative endeavor the less creative it's probably going to become. Like, mm. I, I just feel like there's so much money at stake right now and there's so many people trying to get money in this industry that none of these guys care about like making a, a real movie. So I think until the attitude of the gatekeeper shifts where they're willing to take a risk and lose money, I think producers need to like, save up a bunch of money and just be like, look, we're going to try to do this. It might work, might not. If it doesn't, that's okay. We've got a lot of money.
1: Yeah. I mean, realistically, what needs to happen is there needs to be a bust of some kind. Like, yeah. there needs to be something in which, like, oh, we aren't making any money off of this anymore. Right. And then that's when it will kind of switch. And then they'll start realizing, uh, like, these, these, the, and then hopefully it'll be kind of like what the 70s were, where it's just like, we aren't making any money off of these types of movies, like these kind of straight but- movies of the six. 60- it's not
0: going to happen in our
1: in our lifetime you don't think
0: so well these marvel movies you think that uh, trust me I, much... I have a marvel encyclopedia over there that they haven't even tapped into the
1: you that think potential. that the the the, the 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 human that we will have the enough no 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 uh, not, uh, not in our lifetime span to in... see a movie about every single person in the marvel catalog you have there i think yeah you think that really we like we won't grow tired of seeing Flyman 7000 who has six wings instead of two there actually is a fly man yeah i'm sure i'm just the, the catalog that you have has thousands and thousands no, of super But i was gonna say before you interrupted me
0: was in our professional like in our like right now we are in the prime of our
1: life creatively right oh yeah so at like 50 Wait, i don't
0: know if that's true
1: i'm in the prime of our life creatively right now
0: i think well no like like, t- t- uh, late 20s, early 20s, it's kind of where, like, we get the start of I'm our... I'm so. uh, Like, the start of our, you know, uh, our
2: careers, as it were. It's a start, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, but, like, that's, like, like untapped, raw energy. Okay. Like, a lot of these directors and people come up with their most craziest, out-there stuff. I mean, you got Boxcar Bertha, uh, even though he didn't make that Martin Scorsese, I mean.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. That Scorsese?
0: That was Scorsese. Well, it's not really Scorsese, but um, <laughs>
1: that was weirdly <laughs> hostile.
0: Yeah, I don't know what that it was. <laughs>
1: Sorry, but, I've had a little bit of coffee.
0: Um, but I think, yeah, I think maybe. Though it's weird because Steven Spielberg said that there was supposed to be a bust like five, six I don't years know, ago. People can just I because uh, there were so many bad movies, you know, like these Terminator, these Transformer movies were just bad and lost money. And he's like, one more of these is the going to bust. The
1: truth is, we have no idea what, what the future, what things are going to, how things are going to happen, how things are going to be predicted. It's
0: crazy, too, because even through the pandemic, I don't really see anybody going under. Like, even AMC, you know, that was weird. They almost went under, and then they were brought back by weirdo stock people, like myself.
1: So, oh, yeah. like, well, I honestly Anyways, wanted, I think the only solution is what I said, and everything I said, I think, is correct. No. Um I think I single-handedly saved um the movie industry. You're talking about advertising. I'm talking about yes, advertisements. But that's nothing it. new. But having people gear it towards that audience. I
2: like, think ha- that's just, yeah, that'll be necessary.
1: I think what you're saying right is Cuz right now I like I in doing it not so cuz like sometimes I see it but it's like you see promotion tag promotion and it has to be tagged as like a pro- which I guess is like the law to do it that way. But if it's done in like a way that isn't obviously a trailer, that's done in a more interesting way where it kind of like, so, I mean, the people do, I don't know. See, like, what I'm
0: talking about is an incentive, not just more advertising. We need something that replaces the DVD,
2: but I don't know what
1: it is. But we aren't going to find that. No, streaming is here to stay. There.
0: It is out there, but it needs to be found.
2: It might be it's getting the movie from the you guys laughing
0: me and now. Then, <laughs> and then, if you happen
2: to be a owner of uh, Premiere or Avid, taking a movie which you already like, which you, which theoretically yeah, you think is edited well, <laughs> and then re-editing <laughs> it <laughs> for no reason.
0: I am so glad we're recording this because something like this is gonna come <laughs> out in ten, no, years, in ten years. absolutely time. not. And I'm gonna be. Well, I don't know where I'll be, but I'll be like, guys, I copyright. I should have copyrighted this. Well, you can copyright co- it now. I, Start Zach, doing no, it. Zach, give
2: know. me an estimate right now of how many people in America you think own Premiere and or Avid. All
0: right, let's do the numbers. So in New York, there's a lot of artists, right? And I'm Wrong. competing against, let's see. I'd say 10,000 in New York. Not a lot in the, maybe in the, well, I mean, Texas, there's a lot of uh, I'd say like a hundred thousand, maybe with avid. No, I feel like
1: there's. All right, we gotta wrap this up.
0: Um, By the way, I'm not saying my idea is the one, but um, something of that ilk, something okay. new. Okay. Um, anyways, we're wrapping up. So uh,
1: that's our take on DVDs, uh, which Damn we those. really didn't talk a whole lot about DVDs, but we kind of did to an extent. A little bit. Um, should we wrap up then with uh, Movies we've things seen. we've seen? Um, That's how we typically end. Um, Let's start guests first. Um, Connor Cope. I
2: watched about an hour twenty minutes of The Suicide Squad.
1: Oh, we Uh, like that. We talked about it. Oh, yeah. You didn't like it?
2: I think it's better than most of the genre, but it's just another James Gunn movie to me. I mean, it's
1: yeah. It's
2: nothing crazy. Also, the violence is just kind of like get over it. Like it's not that
0: interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not something I would uh, die on a hill for. Right. You know? Did it underperform at the box office? I thought I saw that. I, I saw it
1: underperformed as well. Well, that's optimistic, yeah. though, for my theory, right, that exactly. there's a bust. There's
0: a bust coming. Hey, I hope there's a bust it really, coming, too, because then we can slide in. Get right in there. And be like, yeah. I have this crazy movie, and you got to accept it, because I'm just your saying, way failed, old man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It really dep- I think a a lot of this depends on the next phase of Marvel and how successful that is.
0: Yeah, and they've already gone through all their um, their big names. Yeah. But I gotta tell you, like I said, I know all these superhero guys. They have a whole row of like Loki was great. They got Moon Knight coming out, who's basically Batman but with personal- multiple personalities. And Oscar Isaac is it? Mm. I'm telling you, they.
1: We got it. All right, we got to wrap this up.
0: Oh, um. um... What did I watch?
1: I wasn't going to ask that. But I'm going to tell
0: you, though. Um, I haven't seen a movie, but I watched. Uh, I'm Great. a big fan. Ted Laszlo is back. And uh, it really pulls at your heartstrings. And I like it. Jason mm. Sudeikis. They just had a Christmas episode um, recently, uh, yesterday. And it was, it was fine. It was and I've cool.
1: been watching Dave. Um, I'm on the second season now. I really mm. didn't like the first season. Um, I don't necessarily like him that much. But the second season, there's something kind of interesting about it um he has a lot of people i mean the whole kind of shtick is um he's it seems like he's kind of like confronting the fact that he's like this white rapper and it but he has like kareem abdul jabbar on and it's like a really like he's got these people who take this very seriously like he was like the last episode he was on the breakfast club of the first season and it just seems like he's now really like taking this on head on and bringing people on who take this seriously of like cultural appropriation and like what this like how like would 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 be very like offended about this and he's like confronting them in this show uh, about this kind of thing and he's he's doing doing it in an interesting way um, anyway so i recommend okay it. all right that's it for today um thank you everybody thank you. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Ah, thank you. Yes, oh, thank you. you. I'm in a state of ecstasy right now. Thank you so much. We did slip some ecstasy yeah, in did. that water.
2: There. Oh, that's why right. you look so good. <laughs>